Tenpence Arcade Podcast is sponsored by Retro Games Party. Get out of emulation and into the real arcade of Retro Games Party. Arcade game hire for public events and private parties. With free regular community-led meetings throughout the year, there ain't no pie like a Retro Games Party. Visit their website at www.retrogamespie.co.uk and get involved. Tenpence Arcade Podcast is now a proud member of the Throwback Network. Hello and welcome to Tenpence Arcade Podcast. My name is Victor Marland, aka Vertvic, and this across from me here is Alex. Hold nope. on a minute. Who are you? Sean Holly. And what the heck are you doing here? Well, um, Alex has gone uh, gone AWOL, I think. He has. Uh, we've got a little bit of audio that Alex has recorded for us because he can't do it for a little while. And our Sean Holly, uh, famed Sean Holly in your face, is going to take over for a little bit. He's on the end of a Skype network at the moment. Uh, oh, let me just play Alex's audio and it sort of explains to people what he's up to at the moment. Hi listeners, I'm just taking a few moments out from the podcast just to let you know that I will be stepping down from the uh, future podcast and um, Sean Holly's going to be taking over my position, which is really cool because I recommended him. And straight to the point, it's solely because I'm finding it more and more difficult uh, to find the time to do this. I think uh, Sean Holly would be great for this because he's showed that uh, he's keen and he's got lots of enthusiasm for the hobby, which I have still. I mean, I'm not getting out of the hobby. Uh, it's just that um, work and other hobbies outside this hobby, I mean, I'm a glutton for punishment, really. I've, I've got so many hobbies as well as collecting arcade machines. It's uh, ridiculous. It's just not enough time in a day to do everything and um, I think the podcast needs 100% uh, dedication which I don't have right now at this point in my life so um, I'm handing it over to Sean um, but I will still be doing um, interviews and walk rounds if I ever get the chance if I'm up at an arcade or um, I'm near someone's a member's collection and if they let me in um, I'll interview them and hopefully give you that feel and ambience that I like to hear on a podcast of someone else's games room. So um, that's the deal. And um, so that's where I'm at, really. So I just thought I'd just tell you that. Um, so you just don't know what I'm just buggering off without uh, no notice at all. So um, I wish Sean and Victor all the best in the podcast because I think Vic does such a great job. Now, he's his podcast at the end of the day, and he, he runs such a great show. Um, you don't realise, guys, how much goes into these podcasts, but he puts in a lot of effort, really a lot, so much more than I do. Um, and um, it's good that you guys can carry on giving the feedback um, because he strives on that. Well, we both did, you know. It was, it was great to get all you guys writing in saying how much you enjoyed the podcast. Um, just uh, just on, really, basically, to carry on doing it. Um, because, you know, we love doing it at the time. Love uh, reviewing these games, obscure games that we've never played before. Which is quite fun. So, um, but I just don't have the time anymore, guys. So, I'm just going to step down and Sean's going to take over. So, go easy on him. Victor, you especially. And cheers, guys, for listening and making my life in the podcast so much fun. Cheers, guys. Thanks. Bye-bye. So that's uh, that's the deal with Alex at the moment. Hopefully, he'll be back before long, and he's going to do some uh, bits and bobs for us in in the 
in the future as well and hopefully keep in contact with me since you only live two miles up the road. I should hope he will. So then, Sean, tell us a little bit about yourself. Right, what, my arcade history and uh, all that lot? Yeah, what what was the first sort of arcade games you used to play? Because you're sort of roughly the same age as me, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, 30. 32. Yeah, I was going to say that. Um, really, it's a lot of shooters. What I did, I put MAME on and just sort of put it in chronological order and started looking through all the games that I've played. Mm-hmm. Um, it's weird, really. There's a lot of shooters, Space Invaders, Galaxian, Carnival, Mooncrester, Phoenix, Astro Blaster, Gorf. All pole position, that's not a shooter. 1942, of course, my favourite game. Uh, Kung Fu Master, Paperboy, Star Force, and then like in the mid-80s, Volgus, Commando, Terra Cresta, Space Harrier, Halley's Comet, that's an unusual one, I used to like that. Um, I don't think I've played that one, actually. It's um, a shooter, it's almost a bullet hell shooter, loads of bullets, you know. um, All right, okay. I think that was about 87-ish. Yeah, getting on a bit late, that one. Yeah, Outrun, Continental Circus, Road Blasters, Tetris. Uh, then I got bored. I got up to about 88 and got bored with uh, looking through MAME. <laughs> so these games you just mentioned, you're playing in MAME a lot of. Did you used to play them actually in the arcades? Did you have arcades um, around your area when you were growing up? Oh, yeah. I spent my, um, all my holidays, probably Great Yarmouth, uh, Lower Stuffed, and yeah. Bournemouth, and then say once every couple of years at to Blackpool, and then when I was like eighteen, nineteen, I was at Blackpool all the time, you know, playing all the games. Yeah. So you've been based in the north most of your life, then? Oh no, um, Northampton originally. I'm a fake, oh, nor- okay. I'm a fake northerner. Yeah. Well, at least the, in the north had some decent arcades, especially up near Blackpool and that sort of area. I mean, I used to holiday as a kid in Great Yarmouth or Yarmouth, as we used to call it. And that was, I remember that being great for, as a kid. I was about seven or eight when we used to go. There were some excellent arcades there. Absolutely excellent. I mean, there's still some arcades there now. They, they look pretty good. They've got all the lights and everything, but they're sadly not as good as they used to be. <laughs> Same with everything, though, really, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So this sort of thing, you, you were, as a kid, you went in the arcade. Do you have any uh, home consoles? You were into home consoles as well? Yeah. I bet I, you were. I bet yeah. you were. Oh, yeah. I was trying to think back. I think the first console i got was probably remember them pong on the chip machines yep i've um, got a few myself actually i never had one as a kid though but, yeah, um, I i've did. got a few now i did i think about five or six i think all he used to do is hit my brother on the head with it but i did have a few games <laughs> it was it was younger than me um yeah and after that my dad had a um market stall so he used to get all the electronic games um and we used to test them out so i used to i played all the classics like the astro wars and the the Munchman, that round Pac-Man thing. Yep, I had both those myself. I used that, to love those. I saw How that. How cool was it having your dad having his own stall, though, so you could test all the bits? That'd be brilliant. Yeah, he that's, ran... That's a kid's dream. Yeah, he ran a cafe during the week, and then at the weekend he did this market stall. Oh, nice. Do you have any arcade machines in the cafe? Any cocktails? He had a really old um, pinball, actual um, pins, if you see what I mean. Uh, oh, no, like a bagatelle sort of thing. Yeah, no flippers. It was, oh, that, right. it was that old, I still remember it, you, know, you just had to nudge it, it and there's no tilt on it or anything. <laughs> just beat it about a bit. Yeah. So I went Excellent. For... So you're a bit of a, a seasoned expert in the old arcades then? Oh, yes, yeah. I, I, me and my brother had, you know, almost all the early consoles, you know, like from the Atari VCS and then the computer stuff, you know, ZX81, uh, mm-hmm. Ve- Vectrex, which I loved. Um, yep, still got mine looking at it right now on top of my shelf there, lovely thing. 
Commodore 64 is my, probably my favourite. I had three of those. Ah, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I know about you and your Commodore 64. You're a bit of a Spectrum racist, aren't you? Uh, yeah, I'm sorry, yeah. <laughs> we'll allow that. I've got both, so I'm, I'm sort of in the middle. There. I'm quite liberal with that sort of thing. So tell me about your cabs. How many cabs have you got? I've got 22, Vic. Cabinets? Yeah, yeah. I've oh, got, yeah. Uh, You've been uh, hiding them since the last time I was around your house. I didn't see any in there. I've got a big garage. I got You a... lying get. <laughs> I've just picked up a uh, Major Havoc. No, you haven't. No, I haven't, no. I've got a little bar top, um, a little yes. uh, that my friend Simon Clark built. Uh, yeah, of the Clark Cade fame. We know all about him. He's nice little machines he makes. Yeah, and then I've got an X-Arcade stick stuck in front of a 32-inch telly with a laptop by the side. Mm-hmm. But um, I am thinking now more and more about, you know, getting a, a proper cat. I know you are. I'm pushing you. I know. I'm, there's another friend of mine who... Um, I talk to a lot on Skype and then deal with some other bits of podcasts with called VIP, a guy called Ben. And he's, he used to have um, arcade cabs, a few um, jammer cabs years ago. And he didn't know too much about them. He loves the games. He's very good at the consoles. And I've been sort of trying to push him into getting one lately. And his, his uh, future wife-to-be said, oh, I'll buy you one for our, our mar- you know, when we get married. And he's like, really? <laughs> and he's like, got into it. So, yeah, he's sort of interested as well. And I think you should... Uh, maybe maybe scratch some room in your house to put one in there, a little one in the corner maybe, be quite nice. Yeah, I'm definitely thinking about it, even if it's just yep. something with like a um, MAME in it. And um, yep. um, what I'm looking for is low maintenance. I'm not a technical guy, so I don't like the... Um, oh, absolutely, yeah. Like from being with uh, RGP all this weekend, you know, the, the, the knowledge that they've got and the, uh, the amount of things that can happen just to one cab, you know, you, you know, it's... Um, it's something that I don't think I could get into, if you see what I mean. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's a it's a big commitment, especially when you've got more than one cabinet. When you've got one cabinet, is what I started off with. You you quickly learn, especially if you've got time and, and room to get into it. You do learn things quite quickly. But when you've got a room full of cabinets and none of them work, it's the most depressing thing in the world. It really is. So I think to, for a, for a, a a new guy to the cabinets, a main machine with a PC inside, as long as it's got a CRT screen. Proper buttons, proper joystick, you're made. I think you're laughing. Right, That's what yeah. I'm, the most of the games I play. You know, for this podcast, I use my my Naomi machine, which is a, a main machine. Absolutely nothing wrong with that at all, mate. That absolutely brilliant. So, if you had unlimited money and unlimited space, what cabs would you have? Do you think? Like, I, I can think of one you'd have straight away. It begins with Q. <laughs> yeah, Q, but yeah. I got we really got you into that, didn't we? We really pushed that one on you. It's like heroin to you, Cuba. <laughs> Actually, no, I, I got quite good at it, and then I get bored and move on to the next game. I'm like, I yeah. never get, um, I would say, I never get to expert level. I get to a level where someone says, oh, you're good at that, and then I think, right, I'm bored now. There's only certain games I keep coming back to. I think I will go back to Cuba. I got about yeah. 60,000 last weekend. Um, yes, yeah, a good score. Very good score. 1942 is the one over the years I've just kept coming back to. I've got uh, I got 724,000 last weekend. Did you really? That's yeah. a that's a lot more than your last score. The last score I saw you get was 550,000, which is flipping good score. It really is good. Yeah. My my best ever is about a quarter of a million, and that was really trying. Yeah, it's it's just one that appeals. I'd say that's my favourite. What was yeah. that ever in? Um, a dedicated cab. I don't think it was just a kit, wasn't it? 
I don't know. I think I think you can get 1942. You can get Commando in a dedicated cab, so I would have thought you can. But I think most of the time it was done as a, as a kit, yeah. So, go on. What what cabs would you have, do you think, if you, you had all the room and all the money in the world, Sean's little arcade, what, what ones do you think you'd have? It, it would change. It would change a lot. So I'd probably have four or five MAME cabs. Do you know I what? keep saying that word. You're mate. one of us. <laughs> they keep changing. I get bored of that. I'll get rid of another one. I'll do another one. I'll just get this one. I'll get that one. I'll get rid of that one. Yeah, we do it all the time, mate. You're one of us. Yeah, so I'd have different uh, control schemes in them. You know, I'd have one with a one with a trackball in for centipede and everything and a mm-hmm. dial, you know, for your, your Arcanoid and your Tempest and all that lot. Yep. Um, twin sticks for Robotron, Black Widow, Smash TV, all them. Yeah, um, and then a standard one, and also a steering wheel one for the for the uh, driving games. Absolutely, I think you got the right idea there. One cab for each control method, mm. rather than one cab with five hundred control methods on it, because that's one of the things we sort of um, lean against is these Franken cabs with these millions of different control panels on it. So I think you got a good right idea there, mate. I've seen them, yeah. So uh, what forums you on? You on the UK VAC forum, I believe. Yeah. Um, Usual thing. Yeah, Jammer Plus. Uh, mm-hmm. Schmups, I'm on that forum. I'm like a lurker on there because they're just, uh, the, the technical knowledge of the shooters is just scary. So I just sort of watch. I am a mole and I live in a hole. Yeah, just keep, have a look now and again, just try and gain your knowledge. Yeah, and um, that's all oh, bigbustywomen.com. That's a good one. We'll talk about that later. Shh, oh, shh, yeah, quiet, yeah, sorry, quiet sorry, about sorry, that. Sorry, Vic. So what games have you been playing lately? Uh, shooty ones and ones that we normally go on about normally. Yeah, um, probably I'd say Truxton 2. Um, mm-hmm. Tatsujin yeah, 2. Tatsujin yeah. yeah. I asked um, Andy to put it in a cab last weekend and he did, so it was on a big candy cab, Truxton 2. Got a lot of play. Oh, nice. Yeah, really good. Um, Viper Phase 1, which is something I discovered when playing this week's game. Ah, this is one of the Raiden family from the Raiden family. Yeah, it's like a spin-off and um yeah, very ah, good. Yeah. Really good graphics, good gameplay, you know, nice and smooth and yeah, I like that one. And also cuz I've been visiting quite a few proper arcades, you know, the um not the main type. Um mm-hmm. Dead Storm Pirates I've been playing a bit of, uh like an on-rail shooter, nice graphics, you know. I've never heard of it. Is that a brand new thing? No, it's about 2009 I'd say a Namco that's thing. brand new that's <laughs> brand new for this podcast bloke that is brand new oh excellent so that's a was that a gun game did you say yeah it's one of these on rail shooters all you seem to get now in the arcade you get them don't you you get the yeah. the racers the rhythm games and there's not really a lot else but um, that's no, just I noticed that recently I did a little tour of um, of uh, the east recently the southeast, and I got, I'll get onto that later on but yeah I know what you mean so, uh, since we, well, not we did the last podcast, but since you last listened to the podcast and me and Alex did the last podcast, what have you been getting up to? Oh, loads. What's been going on, especially with the arcade business type thing? Yeah, um, obviously play Manchester, uh, play Expo ah. over the weekend. Yeah, yeah, that was very good. Um, I helped set it up on the Wednesday and Thursday, went over to the unit, um, the, you know, the new Frontier Arcade, loaded everything onto three 40-footers. Oh my um, Lord. There, was, there was about 10 of us, It was, um, but it's still tiring. And then drove yeah. over to Manchester and helped them offload it and then repositioned them all on the Thursday. Um, mm-hmm. Friday I had a day off because I couldn't move. Um, yeah. I think they were just doing all the electrical stuff on the Friday, you know, testing that. Yeah. Um, 
I've also been to Blackpool a couple of times, found the old um, Brooks Collectible Arcade, which has got the old um, retro cocktails in it and a few uh, uprights. Okay, we'll put that in the show notes. That sounds quite interesting. I'll have a look at them myself. Yeah, they've got um, Space Firebird, Frogger, Phoenix, Vanguard, Space Invaders, Packland, Popeye cocktail, uh, Mm -hmm. Gallagher, Carnival. um, I think that has a wall mount thing. Yeah. Scramble, and that was in a Super Cobra Zachariah cab. Nice cab. Oh, nice, yeah. Uh, Pac-Man. Yeah, that's it, I think. Usual favourites. Sounds pretty good. Whereabouts is that in, in the north? Blackboard, did you say? Yeah, it's in between North and South Pier. Um, okay. Yeah. I've never been to Blackpool, I'm, I'm ashamed to say. No. <laughs> and I think I, I need to get up there and have a look around one day. It's a bit far from here, you see. Yeah. But yeah, maybe have a pop in on old Luke Wells as well, another one of our, our listeners. So the Play Manchester, I understand there was 142 machines in the end, the actual arcade machines. That's not including pinballs yeah. and all the console stuff as well. Yeah, it yeah it was it was an absolutely awesome thing as you walked around it. It took about three minutes just to walk around the perimeter of the whole thing, you know. Wow. Yeah, it's getting bigger and better every year. I think all the machines uh, supplied by the RGP New Frontier Arcade. Yeah. And yourself helping out there. I understand there was, there was about a hundred pinballs as well. Yeah, I had about hundred and thirty to hundred and forty pinballs. Yeah. <gasps> really? Um, wow. That's I- cool. Yeah, this I couldn't make it up to to play unfortunately because it was my uh, my wedding anniversary. We, ne- we nearly always do something over that weekend. So unfortunately, that one's out for me. But I think the play Blackpool might be better to kill two birds with one stone next year. Go see Blackpool and go to play at the same time. So I have to make that a date. I think next year. So what other stuff did you see at Play Manchester? Because it's a big event, isn't it? Yeah, well, there's lots of stuff. There's lots of um, indie games, some really good ones. Um, All right. Wolverblade was a favourite of mine, which is like a. It seems to be like a cross between, say, uh, Golden Axe and uh, Castle Crashes on the Xbox. Have you played that on the 360? I haven't. No, I haven't played a lot of 360 for a long time, actually. I I have got a 360, and it's been um, fixed, so I can play anything on it as well. Right. Oh, that's good. Um, also, um, I went to Jeff Minter's uh, store. You know, he's got. Um, Oh, good old Jeff. He's brilliant. Yeah, he was he was showing off um, a... Um, it's a version of Tempest, really. It's called TXK, but it's on the Oculus Rift. Um, ah, because this is the game that's only on the PS Vita at the moment, I believe. Right, yeah. Um, but, yeah, he had this sort of running on the o- Oculus Rift and um, the effect when you put the, gla- you know, the like headset on... Mm-hmm. Um, I got motion sickness from it because you, you feel oh, really? yourself moving. And uh, he also had another game called Minotaur, I think it was called. And it was all it was. You had the headset and no controller. And as you moved your head, you moved this little kind of asteroid ship in the middle of the screen and you shot the bullets the way, the direction you was looking. Um, oh, right. But you're in this massive tube and you could look up and look down. And it's just incredible, this Oculus Rift thing, the effect that you get. You feel like you're actually inside the game. Oh, nice! That sounds really odd. I don't know if I'd enjoy that. <laughs> I used to get I used to get motion sickness playing Doom back in the day. I don't think I do well with that, especially <laughs> with the migraines I get as well. Did you see anything to do um, on, the, on the indie side? A game called Blossom Tales. There's a new game coming out called Blossom Tales. I may well back it on Kickstarter. Maybe it's a bit early days for it, and it's like a, almost like a Zelda game. 
really cool little game. I might just back that myself. I'll, I'll leave notes for that in the show notes for people to look at. No, I didn't see that. I might have done. There, there was loads of them. I might have uh, yeah. walked past it a couple of times. Yeah, I imagine it's one of those things where I go to a lot of these big expos and you see a, a thousand things you want to do. And because I'm talking to people and, you know, having a drink or whatever and playing a few games, maybe trying to do some things I never normally do, like play console games, I usually miss a load of stuff. And someone says, oh, you must have played this or must have played that. And I'm like, no, I just completely forgot. I just missed it out completely. I think that's what I need to do is next time I go to an expo is do the two days, stay over and do the next day as well. Because normally I just do a day and go back. I think the idea is is to do everything in the first day and then go back the second day, which is usually a bit quieter on the Sunday, and then do all the stuff I've missed the first day. I think that's what I need to do in future. Mm, that's a good idea. That's what I did, yeah. I think the second day, um, I think the first day I spent like 90% of the time inside the arcade, you know. And then yeah, the second, as you should. Oh, yes. And then second day I had a look at the consoles and all the vendors. There was a lot of vendors this year. Oh, cool! Um, and also, the, there was um, there must have been about fifty PS4s playing various games. You know, mm-hmm. um, good graphics, but gameplay. You know, I don't know about gameplay. The modern consoles are dead to me. <laughs> they don't speak to me of them. Like, they're dead to me. I don't want to know. No, my- unless there's only arcade version games coming on, <laughs> I might might be interested for a minute. But yeah, they're not not really on my agenda. I don't think I'm sort of getting back into a few old old retro consoles, but it's it's arcade most of the time for me, I think. Well done. Tell me some more about them, about play. play. And what, how, was, how did John do at Pac-Man? Oh, he was I, doing his Pac-Man uh, attempt again, wasn't he? Yeah, I just think he had just a really bad run of luck, you know. Um, the, ah, the lights were too One day bright. he's going to do that. Everyone's going to freak out when he does that as well, I think. Yeah, the lights were too bright, so it took a couple of hours to find somebody, you know, to turn the lights down. And then oh, right. What a shame. He was just getting into it and his board died. Oh, no. So that had to be repaired. So then it was far too late to start the game. Oh, what a shame. Then, well, at least it gave John some time to play other games, though, I think. That's normally what happens when, when something like that goes down. Yeah, I think he had a, a good game on some stuff, yeah. He's definitely going to be doing that before long. It's just a matter of time now, I think. Come on, John. Come on. Oh, also, we were just, um, do you know the, some of the people, uh, the actors from Star Wars were there? Uh, they had oh, okay. The, the guy that played R2-D2 and the guy that played Darth Vader. And oh, right. um, Anthony Graham, we were packing up at the end, and Anthony Graham said, my childhood's ruined, he said. I said, why? He said, I've just seen Darth Vader drive off in a Ford Focus. <laughs> <laughs> Not exactly the Death Star, is it? Uh, no. So all in all, play was brilliant again. Yeah, uh, apparently I didn't see him, but the 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 Mister Stern, the guy that owns Stern, was there, um, and the guy Mister Electrocoin. Oh, the pinball guy. Mm, and the Electrocoin guy was there as well. So all in all, uh, play Manchester. Big thumbs up from you. Yeah, it was excellent. Really good. Really good. Excellent. I wish I could have gone, but sadly it's out for me that one. But maybe next year on the old Blackpool one, I think. So what, um, you also have something to do with uh, a thing up near you in Blackburn called the Monthly Bat Cave Retro Games. Tell us about that. Yeah, what it is, it's just um, a monthly meetup. There's a guy that owns a comic store, uh, Naz, and he has two floors um, um, as, that he sort of lets people use as like um, the, the card game enthusiasts like uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! and Magic the Gathering. They, they use a floor. Mm-hmm. And he's also let... Um, uh, a guy that owns the um, gamer, the independent uh, stall in uh, mar- in the market, 
um, also let him organise a, a, a retro games night. Oh yeah, that sounds pretty cool. Any arcade cabs in there at all? Uh, my little ones there most uh, most months. Yeah. Um, yeah, but there's always something going on. There's a theme every month, and uh, last week's was uh, gun games. So we had like light guns, and there was like attached to like NES, SNES, Master System, Saturn, Dreamcast. That was a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, PS One. Um, you know, there was games like Point Blank, House of the Dead. Um, the Dreamcast game is called Confidential Mission. I could get into that. Yes, yeah, I remember that in the arcade, actually. It's a Naomi-based game, that was. And then also at the same time, there's like a... um, They have a bit more contemporary stuff. This week, uh, sorry, last week, there was an Ultra Street Fighter 4 tournament going on on a massive uh, projector kind of thing. And that was was good to watch. I can't play it, but it was really good to watch. Yeah, I do like a bit of Street Fighter 4, but I don't think I'm a match for any of these kind of players. I do like playing it, but... I'm not a match for the decent players at all. Nowhere near. Um, yeah, it's just really, really good fun every month. This first Saturday of every month, um, they've had a ten-player Bomberman tournament, Mario Kart Wii tournament. Yeah, lots mm-hmm. going on. It's good. It's, yeah, it sounds really cool. I like, I like it when people get together for these little sort of uh, intimate meets. They're brilliant. Yeah, it's growing every month as well. I think it's getting a bit of popularity now. You know, you've got your locals, and then you uh, seems to be a few more people coming every month. Excellent. That's what we want to hear. Um, I've I've been doing a few little things. Uh, last Sunday, I went to I've, I've finally got to the Four Quarters Bar in Peckham, yeah. and I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it very much. I had one pint there because I was uh, I was at work the next day and everything. I didn't want to get too too silly, and the beer I was really good. I really enjoyed the beer there. We met up with uh, some friends of my wife's as well, and some uh, Alex was there and a couple of our friends, uh, console and, and arcade gamers, and we had a really good time. I mean, most of them, I think there was only one machine died. I think the Pac-Man wasn't working for some reason, but Simon did say he was swapping it out very, very soon for another game because they got a load of games in storage. Uh, they're going to sort a few things out with that. And there's another game that still had an LCD screen in it, which he's whipping out because he's not having any LCDs in there. Right. He's really against them. He wants them all CRTs. And he wants them all original as well. He doesn't want any 16-1s, nothing like that. He wants all original boards in there, which is highly commendable. Uh, I played some of the games, absolutely brilliant. I really enjoyed Gorf. I haven't played Gorf for a long time. And it's just a fine game. And, and their machine's really nice. I mean, the joystick's really good. You know, the screen's really good. The sounds are excellent. We played a few cocktail games, you know. I played all sorts, actually. It was really nice nice to, to stay there. It was good. Yeah, I was saying to Alex, um, that's one place I'd like to visit. It sounds really good. And the, it, it always uh, gets a good thumbs up from people that go. Yeah, absolutely. That and the um, Heart of Gaming which is not very far from me at all. It's about five miles away from me. That's also a good one, especially if you like your fighters and your shooters, because they do have some slightly more modern games on there. A few bullet hells and that sort of stuff. Yeah, I've I've heard of them, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I did the the last Nintendo podcast with Alex, which got on pretty well. I think people enjoyed that. Um, They said a lot of people have fed back to us saying that they'd like to see us or hear us do... Um, other companies, maybe like Taito or Konami or Capcom or Atari. So in the future, I think we'll we'll do some specials. You know, it's not it's not going to be any um, any anniversaries, I don't think, as such. But I mean, we can do sort of a, a manufacturer special every now and again. I think so. I'm quite into quite a few manufacturers as well. Yeah, I I, um, I really enjoy the arcade history, and I like to see where people have come from. You know, like uh, the Atari background's famous, but other people, like you say, Taito and 
mm. even people like Toa Plan that split into Cave and all that. Like you know, so I think it's very yeah, yeah. Come from Rising and all those other kind of companies, yeah. those cool Japanese companies. Yeah, definitely, we'll be doing that in the future. I think. I've also been trying to uh, sort out a deal with my death race. You must have heard of of the death race that's uh, coming to me before long. No, no, never heard of it. Ah, right. Yeah, well, yeah, it's in the podcast. You've not been listening, paying attention, mate. <laughs> I have, yeah. I know you're mad oh, on good. it, yeah. Oh, you swine. Yeah, it's a 1976 black and white game called Death Race, an old Exidy game. So it's not really a racing game, really. It's quite a funny little run the zombies over type game. And um, I'm sort of getting close to, to sealing the deal with... Uh, a guy in Germany about that, so I can't wait for that one. Oh, good luck with that. Yep, can't wait, mate. Uh, another thing, we've also, this is quite a good thing to, to, to say now, we are now part of the Retro Junkies Network as well. Ta-da! Well, well done. Which is pretty cool. Um, they, they do some really cool um, other podcasts. A lot of my, my podcasting friends are on there, and there's, there's, a, there's a whole host of different kind of uh, podcasts on there. And I highly recommend everyone should go over there and have a, have a look around. Really good stuff on there. Uh, I went to see Alex a little while ago as well, uh, the other week, to help him out with his sheriff, sort some uh, voltages out. And he, I think one of the boards had died on there. It was just misbehaving. I think he's getting one of the local guys who fixes monitors for us to have a look at them. So hopefully his sheriff should be up and coming, up and running very soon. I still haven't had a proper go on it yet, you know. <laughs> he won't you ever you played up, sheriff? But... You ever played the game? Um, only on Mame again. But I put it. I put it on um, a twin stick thing just to sort of uh, get a feel for it. But obviously, it's going to be nowhere near like the um, real experience. You need the actual cooker knob thing, don't you? That's the right. That's the right. The right thing for it. A cooker knob. That's yeah. the one. <laughs> yeah. I've also done um, a little side project with um, two friends, and we're doing uh, an Intellivirgins thing with Intellivision. We're doing a little side side quest as it may be. Oh, yeah. um, we've been playing in television, because I've got a little in television on top of my TV in front of me here. I've got a whole host of games for it. And surprisingly how good them games are on the television. Do you, do you ever play one as a kid? Uh, no, it's one I completely missed. Um, I, I did as well. I saw the Atari VCS, and then from that I sort of skipped to like, um, what was after that? I, I didn't even have a Coleca vision. What was after that? There must have been. Uh, Probably the NES after that, I think. Probably. There was in television, the ColecoVision, and then I think went on to NES. I think and that sort of stuff. Yeah, computers after that. I think I went straight on to like the Vic 20, then Commodore 64 kind of thing. Yeah, same here, actually. I didn't have that many consoles in between. Right then, let's do arcade news from around the world and local areas. Hopefully, uh, the RGP New Frontier Arcade are going to have a bit of a meeting again towards the back end of November. Yep. I was talking to James recently about it, and hopefully he's going to get a, a date set up for that time, and I'll definitely be going to that. I've already talked to the wife, and she wants to go to have a look around um, Liverpool, because we've never been to Liverpool before. And we'll coincide it with a quick, a quick jaunt up to uh, Blackburn. See you lot. Right. Get in the arcade again. I think she's quite interested in seeing it as well, actually, believe it or not. <laughs> So any, any any bits of news you've been up to there, mate? I was off work last week, so um, apart from uh, being at uh, Play Expo, I've had a look up and down Blackpool Seafront, just wandering around looking in the arcades, you know, like I said, and just, um, I wouldn't say it's depressing, but it's not as good as it used to be, you know, there's you've just got the, a, a limited variety of games, but um, some of them are 
impressive to look at maybe but not not as good as the old classics yeah it's always the way nowadays though isn't it that's what that's what you get with the uh the new arcade you sort of you sort of get excited you see all the lights of an arcade and you go in there and you just walk around see all the 2p shoving machines and the the racers and nudges and that's about it one thing i did do last weekend um when we went on our our little sort of romantic jaunt around uh, a Whitstable in Kent, we nipped down to um, to Margate for the day as well. We did Hearn Bay, quite close by, because it's a good old, old good old seaside town, or so I thought. Now, Hearn Bay. I don't want to say anything derogatory about Hearn Bay, <laughs> so I won't. <laughs> but this is, this is quite an amusing little story, and me and my wife were absolutely dying laughing. Went in one arcade. There's a place there called Kane's Arcade. It's quite a big arcade. I imagine back in the 80s, it would have been amazing. It's a really big site. Uh, it's quite a few few units on the seafront there. And we were looking around. We couldn't really find any games. What I did, I did see um, some, there's two games together, some little kiddies games, very similar to the Dino Kings I've got. Yeah. But these were, uh, I can't remember which ones they were. They, they were the Namco version. No, sorry. They might have been the Namco versions with the LCD screens. They're slightly more modern ones, but they were quite nice little things to look at. But what we did notice, there was a lot of, um, you know, the ticket machines, the redemption machines you get, you win, you win tickets that keep spewing tickets out and you, you take your tickets up to the, the booth at the end and you get a prize. Yes, yeah. Well, some of the, some of the prizes there were, um, how do I put it? Interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we noticed that um, it was behind a glass counter. There was, you know, the usual teddy bears and toys. And if you get a, a billion tickets, you might win a cheap MP3 player. But one of the best ones that made us laugh, and I, I joke you not, there was one of the prizes was a can of cooked potatoes. Right. Not any cooked potatoes. These were Happy Shopper cooked potatoes. <laughs> And there was another one with beans on there. You could win a can of beans for your tickets. How many tickets? I didn't really look, to be honest with you. I was too busy laughing as we, <laughs> we sort of left the place. Anyway, that was quite funny in Herne Bay. But then Margate was a little bit better, actually, because when we got to Margate, it was the same sort of thing. It was quite bleak there. The weather wasn't too good that day. But we saw quite a lot of, um, you know, the sort of fronts of arcades. So this looks quite, quite impressive. And there was one there called Dreamland, and I've never seen it before. And I thought, oh, what's this? It looks quite good. And went inside there, and it was it was like an old, almost like a cleared-out arcade, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And what it is, it's Dreamland Expo. They're getting a lot of um, backing together, I think, from the local council and sort of backers. And it's going to be um, a Dreamland Expo, a past, present, and future. It's like almost like an old-school 50s pinball parlour. Oh, and it had, they had a bunch of, it must have had about 15 or 20... Uh, electromechanical pinball machines, like old school ones, and they were really nice. All worked. You could play them. You had to get some tokens off the guy to play them. They had um, some little, a lot of um, sort of electromechanical machines. You know the old racing games with the sort of lights. Yeah. Had a few of those in there, and they had a lot of like old, old sort of rides. You know the old sort of um, scooters you could sit on, like a merry-go-round sort of thing. And there's some really nice old posters of the place of you know back in from years past. And what they did have there, I've never ever seen before, and they reckon it's the only two in the world, was a Street Fighter 2 Wacom game. You know the mole games? 
Really? But what happened is the bad guys from Street Fighter popped up and you had to hit them with the mallets. <laughs> and they found this, I think, in Margate, and the guy was going to throw it in a skip. And apparently there's only these two left in the world. God. And they also had um, a Sega four-player cocktail machine. You look down onto it rather like you imagine um, that racing game, that four-player racing game looks like the one that's at the, the new Frontier Arcade. Yeah, Hot Rod. Hot Rod. You look down on that, and it's a, a tennis game. And you've got, like, two joysticks to play the game. I don't know how it works. They didn't have it on. I don't think it was actually working. But they had, they had the side of the machine up, so you could see inside. You could see where the board was, electrics, you know, the, the monitor and all this sort of stuff. And I reckon that's a prototype as well, and there's not many of those around. I've never even seen it before. I'm not even sure if it's even in MAME, to be honest with you. Wow. But, yeah, this place looks quite promising. I hope to go back there, you know, when they've got it a bit more up and running and a few more exhibits in there. They also had a... Um, a deluxe outrun in there, but unfortunately that wasn't working. They reckon they put it on and it started smoking, <laughs> so they didn't have that going. But yeah, it looks really good. I'll put a note in the show notes for that as well because it, it looks to be, you know, quite promising. It's the kind of thing we need because when we got to um, when my wife and I got to to Margate, I sort of said, you know, these towns that you know they, they were once brilliant. They should they should promote these towns as as retro holidays so people like you and I can go back there and do what we did as kids. You know, you played on the beach, you know, you, you went in the arcades, you did all sorts of stuff when the parents went for a drink or whatever. I think it would work as a retro arcade. You know, we could take sort of our teenage or younger kids and show them what we used to do as a kid. And I think the, these people are trying to do that sort of thing, have a sort of like almost like a, a museum, but a fun museum for kids to look at. Yeah, that would be good, yeah. I did it actually does... um, go to London, no. Like you say, like that, that would work there really... Um... I was at a wedding and it's it's a really nice little place. I'd never been before. Mm-hmm. Um, they had a couple of arcades, but it was it's you know like, kind of like the newer stuff. But um, yeah. I think that that kind of thing would really work there. Yeah, it could get a, a good crowd. Yeah, I think it would. I think it wouldn't be too difficult to get these things going as well. I think. Mm. Right. Let's do a few pickups. I've got a few recently. Uh, I don't know if you have. You're not as much of a, of a, magnot, a magpie as me and Alex, are you? No, I'm not really a collector. Um, like I say, I love the games, and it's only really recently that I've started um, appreciating the cabs. Yeah, because... Um, oh, we will like... make you a collector. <laughs> I know. We'll all... assimilate you. Oh, my God. All, yeah, all my life I've just loved the cabs, uh, loved the games. And, um, you know, just recently you start thinking, actually, that's, you know, that's pretty good. That was part of my childhood. And I've just, you know, you get you get up to it and you can, all the sounds are bassy and, and you know, the just the feel of the whole thing. You think, yeah, yeah, maybe I should start uh, having a yeah. look at some of them. Yeah, but it is quite a bit different. I know exactly what you're saying. I try to get it over to people because sometimes... They say, why can't you just play on a PC with a joystick? Yeah, you can, but it's not the same, is it? No. It's not the same. And when you go, you know, even if you've got a few in your, because over the weekend as well, um, my wife had some of her students because she she teaches uh, English to foreign students who had some Kazakhs over, really nice people. And they sort of, they'd heard us speak about my arcade before in in the garage there. And they were sort of said, can can we look in the arcade? Can we look in the arcade? Yeah, go on then. Just a minute, I'll just go and turn all the lights on. And I put all the mood lights on, the the rope lights, and put all the machines on. And they came in, and they they loved it. They were taking pictures with their iPhones, and the lads had to go on some of the games. They'd obviously never played them before, I don't think, because they're quite a bit younger than me. 
and they loved it. They really liked it, and they, I think they could believe that I'd have all that stuff in an, in my own arcade. You know, yeah. You know, people might have a PS4 underneath the TV or whatever, or maybe a few old consoles. But this was a completely different thing for them. <laughs> but it was it was nice to do it. It was it's nice. It's, it is a different. Even having one cab and then going somewhere where there's a load of them lined up and you can go from one to the next one to the next one, you can talk to people about it and you're watching over someone's shoulder. It's a very different experience, but it's an experience I really enjoy. So, so yeah, it is very, very different. And when you get your first cab, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, when we went to that Brooks Collectibles arcade, we were in there for quite a while. And I think because mm-hmm. it's in the back of a, a rock shop in the middle of Blackpool, so people don't expect it. And um, yeah. I was just watching people walk in sort of my age and a bit younger and they're going and they suddenly see a Pac-Man and go, oh, my God, I haven't seen that for years. And the Space Invaders and, yeah. and yeah, like they're instantly transported back, you know. The, the next thing that usually comes out of their mouth is, I could clock this when I was a kid. <laughs> and you think, no, you couldn't. You mm. thought you were good at it, and then have a go, and it just all comes back. Yeah. I think if people knew a bit more about um, about emulation as well, I think there'd be more people into the hobby. Because um, you, you sort of tell people about, oh, you can play this on the PC. Oh, yeah, but it's not the same. Yeah, it is. It's the, it, and you explain to them how the ROMs are stripped out of the game. You know, the information from the EPROMs is stripped out, and it's exactly the same information that was in that cabinet. And then it's put onto an emulator, and you play it on your PC. And then they realise, oh, I can play these games at home again. And that's, I think, the, when it comes in. I think more people need to know about this, so they can play these games. Yeah, I, I took my um, MAME setup to the uh, to this Batcave um, Blackburn arcade meet the other week. Um, mm-hmm. I took it a couple of times, so I just um, put put the laptop behind the TV and just leave two Xbox controllers out front. And some people like that, some of the the younger um, students sort of come in and say, how, how is this playing? You know, they're playing Turtles and, uh, uh, you know, there's, the two-player games go down really well, you know, Simpsons and uh, the Street Fighters and that. And how is this working? So it's actually running off a, um, a laptop around the back. And, you know... And the next question is, where do I get it from? Yeah. Where do I get it from? Can you put them on a disc, yeah? Yeah, yeah, it's the usual way. Oh, I've still got your discs, by the way. <laughs> uh, another pickup I've had recently is... Um, I got a Commodore 64 SD card floppy drive emulator. Oh, excellent. And it's a tiny little thing. It was only about £31. I won a lot of money. I got an uncased one, and I actually filed a little slit in the side of my Commodore and glued it in there, and it works a treat. It even takes a little while to load the games, just like an old Commodore 64 rubbish old floppy drive yeah. does. <laughs> so I've been playing a few Commodore games as well. I played Drelbs the other day, which was one of your picks for games that should have been in the arcade machines from the consoles and computers. Yeah, brilliant game. I really got into it again. It was amazing. And another thing that I only picked up today because I was off work on Thursday and Friday is I picked up the arcade mugs from arcademugs.com and they're absolutely brilliant. The guy sent me a Dig Dug one. I don't know if he, he, he must have been listening to the arcade because he knows I love Dig Dug and it's an amazing mug. It's really good. Yeah. I have my coffee in it tonight and it tastes all the better. <laughs> and, I've, and I've got you a 10 pence arcade mug as well. Oh, thank you, sir. So they're pretty cool. I shall send that down very soon. So thank you again for that. And the competition, people, is still open. If you want to win a Donkey Kong mug, there's three up for grabs. All you need to do is to be put into our lucky hat is just send me a message on the Facebook page, uh, private message, Twitter, whatever. Just get me a message saying, I'd like a mug, please, or something to that effect, and we'll put your name in the hat. We've got quite a few so far, and I think in two weeks' time, when we do the next podcast, we'll draw the winners. And then arcademugs.com, 
we'll send you a mug if you win. I believe your name doesn't need to be in there anymore, does it? You've got one. Oh, yeah, thank you. Yeah, You're not having one. You're not having a Donkey <laughs> Kong one. I think Alex actually ordered himself um, a Sheriff one as well. He sent me a picture of it, and it's really, really nice. The quality is amazing on them. They're really cool. Yeah, I'll I see. know how he gets them on there, actually. They're pretty nifty. Yeah, um, I was speaking to Tony Doyle. He, tell, he, he told me how it's done, but it sounds a bit complicated. You need the right equipment. Uh, Tony Doyle is the same kind of thing with t-shirts, isn't he? Yes, oh yes. Our Tony always always got another arcade t-shirt on when we see him. He must have thousands of other things. I think he does. <laughs> Good old Tony. So let's do feedback. Uh, I've got all the feedback here, mate. Right. Uh, I think I've even got one from you, actually. We've got SilverFox0786, Silver who's on the UK VAC forums. He mentioned my restoration piece uh, a couple of weeks ago when I did the control panel for Dave Lightbulb. And I used um, a hole saw for the wood, and I used a Q-Max cutter for doing the aluminium. And he also mentioned, I've actually got these myself. I didn't know about these, completely forgot about them. He used, he suggested if, if people don't have the, uh, a Q-Max, is to get a, a step bit, a step drill bit, which I call the Christmas tree build drill bits. Because they look just like Christmas trees. They go down in steps. They go like 2 mil, 4 mil, 5 mil, 6 mil, and up like that. And what you do is you just drill down. They've got about 3 mil sections each part. And you drill down once, twice, three times, and you get through to the size you want. And you can buy them in, in local DIY shops. They might be a bit easy for people to find, I think. I'll put a, a show note on there to tell people what they look like. All right. Otto the Mad and Evil. <laughs> He liked the video, thought it was quite amusing, of me and Alex uh, trying to beat each other at video games, and Alex looking rather worse the wear for wear. Yeah, I remember the night, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if people look hard enough, they can see Mr. Sean Holly in the background with the... the uh, I think you were holding the boom at the time, weren't you? Or doing the scores or something. Yeah, keeping the scores, trying to. You two swearing at each other, yeah. Hey. <laughs> well, yeah, we were, we were. Uh, Benson Rad, uh, another li good listener. Enjoyed his train journey home again, listening to us, episode 21. And he was the one who suggested the restoration section. I think I got it wrong. I think someone else I thought um, suggested it. But it was definitely Benson Rad who did it. He agrees that Centipede is a fine set of side art and Super Pang is superior to plain old Pang. Right. Yeah, um, Centipede is awesome. But I can't... I can remember Super Pang slightly. I had it on the snares, but um, I, I did like the old Pang, obviously. Hmm. Did you beat my score? A little bit, yeah. Oh, I hate you. <laughs> Someone called Sean Holly. Oh, I don't know that fella. Sounds like a troublemaker to me. Uh, Reckon that Bugaboo the Flea was released on the Commodore 64, MSX, and Amstrad. Because I thought it was just a Spectrum game. So you must have had that as a kid then. Yeah, I did, yeah. It was, it was, I think it was one of the early ones I got. And I was amazed by the graphics at the time. But if you look at it now, it's just um, not, not <laughs> yeah. brilliant. Yeah. Ah, Nez for Life, Phil, was delighted to have won the Naughty Boy PCB. And I've also given him a secondary prize of a Tekken PCB, because it's one of the, the games I've got I never really play, and it's sort of more up his alley than Naughty Boy. So he's going to get two uh, PCBs for winning. Oh, that's good. I've also made him a nice jammer adapter for uh, Naughty Boy as well, so he'll be able to play on those cabs at home. Uh, Ian Ski uh, likes the podcast, still catching up on our present ones. He liked the video again. Especially with him convulsing in the background on Thunderblade. <laughs> Apparently he was freaking out a bit on Thunderblade. Because that was a bit of an odd cab to play. Because 
it spun round. It wasn't a moving cab, but it moved as you moved the joystick. I think your movements actually moved the chair you were sat in. And it was a weird cab to play. It made me feel a bit... Ugh. Yeah, I didn't play that, and I'll have to look back on the video. I didn't even uh, check that bit out. <laughs> it's a difficult game to play. It works. It's quite clever how it works, actually, because you're moving a helicopter, and as you move the joystick backwards and forwards, you sort of go up and down. And as you, you pull the joystick to the left and the right, as you pull it to the left, it pushes your seat to the right. Yeah. And it's a, yeah. it's a bit of an odd game. It's a weird game, and it obviously reacts to on, on the screen with what's going on the screen as well. And it's quite a, quite a weird game to play, actually. I found it quite difficult. I played the stand-up one over the weekend. Um, um, that's a good game. But, yeah, I've, I've not gone on the sit-down one. Have a go on the sit-down one, hopefully in November. SM Radis commented on the last build of MAME and Raiden 2, which I thought was fully working. But when I tried it, it clearly isn't. And that's a bit of a problem with us on, on this week's game. We're going to cover Raiden 2 later on. Um, but he reckons the new versions of the ROMs that should be out with the new version of MAME 154 will probably have... Need to be get hold of too to, to play it properly. So I'll have to try that later on. Right. Uh, Dave Lightbulb, the guy who made the uh, the control panel four, thinks we should do another special on Taito. He's obviously a Taito fan. Yeah, that'll be good. Yeah, a lot of people are uh, interested in, in in that. So I think we will uh, we will be doing that in the future. Uh, a lot of people been asking for the mugs as well. They want to be put into the the prize hat for the mug, and they've all gone in there. Ah, and a guy called Andrew Lowe has been in contact with me uh, via the 10 pence uh, arcade podcast email. And he used to edit Games Master magazine during the early to mid-90s, which was a brilliant magazine. He also edited Sega Power in his career, and he's written for Edge before, among other papers. Uh, He helps out playtesting some of the Llamasoft games as well. And I'm a big fan of, of Jeff Minter and Llamasoft. Absolutely brilliant. So hopefully he wants to meet up with me um, at the four quarters because he's not been to the four quarters soon. So we couldn't get, he couldn't get out last Sunday because he had some things on. But hopefully we'll better meet up with him and have a good chin wag. I think. Yeah, perhaps do a bit of a, an interview with him. I think I might actually. Yeah, he must have had some uh, some good experiences with those magazines, especially with uh, you know, more the more console side. But hopefully the arcade bits as well. He's, he's a big he's a big uh, arcade fan. I know that for a fact. Ah, oh, that's good. Right, we've had some feedback from a guy called Paul on Arcade Otaku. It goes, great podcast as always and very informative about Nintendo. I didn't realise they made such things as kitchen appliances and toys and even started that far back. Very cool. Uh, Keep up the good work, guys. I've always had the podcast playing when I'm at work or doing odd jobs around the house when I have my earphones in. So thank you for that, Paul. That's brilliant. Oh, he'd also like a Donkey Kong mug. Yeah, I I did put him on the list already for that. (laughs) Regular listener, Pete. Excellent Nintendo special with great insight and history of the company. Funnily enough, he was thinking of Duck Hunt the other day and played Uniracers last night on his Wii U, as that's his, his current favourite console. And it's the same as Alex, I think. I saw a Duck Hunt um, at Play Expo, yeah, some, uh, some little boy pointing the, you know, the zapper, like touching, yeah. touching the screen to shoot them. <laughs> <laughs> they do do that a bit. Yeah. So, you got any shout-outs you want to give to anyone? Yeah, well, no, yeah, just all the people I met over the weekend. Um, yeah, some really nice people. Um, I have got a list somewhere. Yeah, all, all the guys that helped at the, um, you know, helped at the um, arcade, really, building it. And, uh, yeah, um, Dave Otto, Phil V85, Gaz, Snap584, and his brother Les. 
Dan Flig, Anthony Graham, Fuzzy J, uh, Luke Wells and Matt, um, Tony, mm-hmm. Mark Singy, Ben, uh, Riddlesdale. Um, yeah, loads of people. Purity, Sea uh, Monkey, Colin D, Ben76 and Roger. I didn't really speak to them much, but I, I sort of said hello. Yeah, loads of, loads of people sort of that I'm getting to know. So it's, it's, it's a really good community and it's, uh, it's good to be involved in it. All those people you just mentioned, I usually lump them into the old favourites. <laughs> yeah. or, or the usuals. I know yeah. a lot of those guys. They're brilliant. Do very well at the, at the uh, expos as well. Yeah. I just want to give a shout out to the guys that did the uh, Intellivergence podcast within the night, Ben and Aaron. Uh, we had quite a good good laugh uh, doing that, and uh, hopefully Aaron's going to do a good job of uh, editing it and make me sound good, I hope. <laughs> yeah. uh, we're going to do sort of a, hopefully a regular thing on that, doing a, a little sort of, uh, only a small segment on, on Intellivision games, which is a lot of fun. It gets me playing Intellivision, which is quite nice. Also, um, I listened to uh, Stalking the Retro today, and they did a Nintendo special as well, and I think they did theirs a week before ours. I didn't even know they were doing it. Yeah. And um, they covered a few things that we did, but also did quite a lot we didn't do. Well, I think we did some things that they didn't do, which was quite good. It was quite interesting to listen to their side of it as well, which was nice. They did mention us as well, which was pretty cool. Right then, uh, let's do console computer games that should have been in the arcades. Have you got a pick for us there, Sean? I have, yeah. I was going to pick um, Rogue Legacy, which is a recent PC game that's been on Steam. Uh, um, I've heard of this one, believe it or not. It's, and it's a modern one and everything. It's kind of a Metroidvania thing, but my, my son says, Dad, you can't pick that. It's, there's too much grinding in it and it's levelling up and that wouldn't work in an arcade game. So I thought, yeah, he's right. He so, is right. He yeah. is right. So I'm going to pick Dead Nation, which is another recent game. It's um, a PS3 game from 2010. Um, I'd describe it as kind of like Smash TV with zombies. It's very dark, very moody. It would work well with um, a twin stick kind of setup. Okay. Um, it, it has quite a complicated power-up section. Like You, you clear a, a wave of zombies and then move to the next level, almost like Smash TV where you move to the next room. And um, you get to this caravan and you pick your power-ups. Um, you'd have to simplify that bit um, and maybe have two buttons on top of the sticks, one, one to change your weapon and one to detonate the bombs like a smart bomb mm-hmm. but, um i think it'd work really well that there's sort of set pieces where you can go up a long thin alley and then it's quiet and then the zombies will come either side of you and you've just got to survive um mm-hmm. yeah i think that would work really well what would you pick right my pick um is another unfortunately <laughs> it's an intellivision one um i've been getting quite into intellivision and I haven't actually played this on a proper Intellivision. I've only played on one of those 25-in-one handheld things, and they're not as good as, as a real Intellivision. They're just based on a NES chip, and they're all reprogrammed. But the game I'd choose is a game called Thin Ice. Right. And it was actually that. based on um, an old arcade game anyway, a game called Disco Number 1. You ever played that? I've heard of it. I have heard of it. Have um, a look on MAME. It, it was a mm. trackball game, I think. Um, what you have to do in Thin Ice is um, you're a really cute little penguin and you're on the, um, the sort of uh, an ice flow. It's a single screen game. And what you do is you, 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 you skate along the ice and when you make a square, you knock the ice out so there's water underneath. And the idea is, is to knock the seals into the water. Yeah. 
Um, but you get these different baddies following you around, and, and one of them is horrible. He's always chasing you. you sort of got to dive in the sea to get rid of him and stuff. And I think that that game, like Disco Number One, with a, uh, a trackball, will be a brilliant little game. And it's got, I can imagine the side art on it, because it'd be cute um, penguins and polar bears and seals, that sort of thing. I think it'd be a nice. Uh, sort of nice artwork to go with the game and I think they could obviously improve the graphics because the, the Intellivision graphics are quite sparse on it but I mean having a proper dedicated machine doing that game I think would be absolutely brilliant some of these old Intellivision games you know they, they were sort of de- I think they, they were destined for the arcade and this one was sort of nicked from the arcade anyway but the arcade one's a little bit more dubious you've got to dance around girls to sort of get them to come back with you which is a bit mm, not too sure about yeah. that <laughs> We've had a, a listener pick as well, actually. A guy called Kevin Anderson says Big Mac on the Commodore 64. Did you ever play that one back in the day? Um, I'm s- no, I don't. Like, being a C64 fan, I don't remember it, no. Well, it was a platformer. Because um, well, I thought it was... When I, f- when I first heard Big Mac, I thought, oh, that must be a copy of Burger Time or something like that. And it isn't. It's a platformer, a single-screen platformer. You've got to collect things and pull lever- levers to manipulate parts of the screen, you know, ladders and walls and stuff. And when you do all that, you get into going to your little house to do the end of the level. Um, and I think it was quite a cool little game. I'll have to download it and play it on my little, um, my little floppy drive emulator I've got. So it looks quite a smart little game. And I think it was one of the budget releases. It was a Mastertronic game. Right, I'll have to look it up. Yeah, I'll look it up. Well, if, if you see the cover of the game, you recognise it straight away, I think. Right. I had to look it on YouTube for it, but it looks pretty cool. Right. Right then, let's go on to Game of the Week. What is it? Re- no, not Raiden, it's Raiden 2. And I chose this. Yes, you did. The reason I chose this, um, I actually have two arcade PCBs of this game. I've got my old original one, and I got a spare. And the original one I got, I got quite cheap. Um, and it's a bit of a weird board, because on, on an arcade board, you nearly always want a good 5 volts from your power supply for it to run, or very, very slightly higher, 5.01, 5.2, something like that, nothing too high. Maybe 5.1 is a good, good sort of uh, area to be in. And this game will not run on 5 volts. It'll only run on about 4.8. Right. It's a really, it's the only PCB I've ever had in my life that has to have less volts than normal to run on. And then I got another chance of getting another one. I think I swapped it with someone for another board, and... Um, it was one with slightly sa- hiss on the sound, but when you play it, you can't really hear it. Because I never really have my machines very loud anyway, just enough to hear, and that's it. So I've got two boards. So I thought, cool, I'll play this. But the idea is, obviously, Alex at the time was going to do it, and then obviously you. You can't play it because you haven't got the boards or a jammer machine to put them in. So I thought, right, and I found, and and it it came at Mame one five four was supposed to be able to run it properly. Because it hasn't been running on MAME for a long time because the encryption was never decrypted. Um, and it's I, I put it on there, and I had a quick look at it, and, oh, brilliant, it works. Cool, I'll choose that game. What I didn't realise is if you actually play the game through just for a few seconds, which I didn't because I'm an idiot, <laughs> if you can't see the bullets. 
Yeah. So it puts a bit of a crimp on your game to it like that. Um, I did find the PC version of it. A, a version for the PC was actually made. Uh, I sent it to you. I think you said there was some kind of virus on it or something. Yeah, I didn't download it. My um, virus checker picked something up, so I, I didn't. You know, I didn't download. Yeah, it. mine did as well, and I just ignored it. And it's absolutely fine. I ran the virus checker when I unzipped it. I ran the virus checker on all the files, and it was absolutely fine. Right. But the PS One uh, version of Raiden Project. What is Raiden Project Raiden? Yeah, it's yeah. a compilation of one and two together, isn't it? Yeah. You've been playing it on that, I take it. Yeah, so I've been playing a arcade game emulated on a PS1, emulated on a PC, if you see what That's I mean. That's rather convoluted, but it I still know. works. Yeah, yeah, we'll, does, just, yeah. we'll say it does. Yeah. Those versions were pretty close anyway on the PS1, because I've actually played them before, and they're, they're bang on. They really are good. Yeah, I've heard that, yeah. So this game was released in 1993, so it's quite a late game for us, by Saibu Kaihatsu. Uh, it's an eight-way stick, two buttons, fire and bomb. Uh, the PCB is, um, the actual PCB is prone to having the battery fail. There is actually a battery on this board, and mine have both got the battery on. But when the battery fails, it doesn't, it doesn't lose the encryption like a lot of the old CPS2 boards, you know, the Street Fighter 2 boards do, and the board will die. All it does, it just doesn't save your scores anymore. I have to switch off. Right. And even if you change the battery, it's lost that now, and you cannot save any scores on it ever again. So mine don't save scores on because the batteries have obviously gone on them. But what they, I was reading up about it, and they think that they were going to put um, a decryption suicide battery on it. So I'm yep. glad they didn't because there wouldn't be any boards that work now if that was the case. Right. And it's obviously a shmup. Uh, a vertical shmup, which is one of your favourites, I believe, as well. And it's it's not quite a bullet hell, is it? No, it's not. It's I think it's getting there. It, it, it was around about the time when they were just being introduced, you know, with Batsugan, and uh, they were they were just. Um, I think the Japanese realised with all these three D games that were emerging that they needed something more exciting to see to to keep the the 2d people still playing so i think that's where these more and more bullets uh, you know appeared in these yeah. games yeah and, and famously uh, a lot of these companies went on and the most famous one was probably cave they sort of emerged from a few other companies that made these type of games and turned into cave and they're still churning out these brilliant bullet hell games now and they, they may look simple. When you start playing the game and you realise how many projectiles and things are moving on screen, you think, damn, this is going to be quite a, a, a decent process to move these things on the screen. I mean, there's no 3D business going on, but there's a lot of backgrounds and parallax scrolling and all this sort of stuff. And I think those games came from games like this, in my opinion. Yeah, when you look at some of them, um, the 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 bullet patterns just almost like a work of art you know they're beautiful to look at and if you yeah. see someone playing it well it's just mesmerizing you know it's just really good yeah yeah, yeah it really is so this game um the gameplay on it really is uh, shoot everything everything that moves that shoots at you shoot it back it's that simple uh, and collect anything that looks friendly that flies around after you it doesn't try and kill you basically Oh. And you power you power up your ship quite a lot as well in this game. Yes. As, as you do in a lot of good shmups. Uh, there's three different kinds of power-up. There's red, blue, and purple. Yep. Which was your favourite one? 
I would say the blue one for the feel of it, because because I'm always into the, how the how the bullets feel. But the actual purple one, which is I think some people call the toothpaste laser, because yeah. it looks like toothpaste. That's the easiest one to use, I would say, especially when you've powered it up a bit. Um, well, the red, the red, the red power-ups you get. It's a normal, you know, pew 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 bullets that fly at your ship, and you get more of them, and they make more of a spread across the screen. The blue ones are a laser, and the laser gets fatter as you get more of them. And the purple one looks very similar to this laser. But what you've got to do is you keep pumping the fire button, you keep pressing it, and keep pressing, not just hold it down, keep pressing it, and eventually it'll it'll fire on its own. You've got to keep pressing it to, to keep it going. And what it does, it locks onto things and it fires and it moves itself around, it curls around things, and you can guide it around to hit things, but it will lock onto you know the nearest target you're near. So it's very easy to get rid of a big bad guy quite quickly. Yeah, I, I um kind of cheated with that because the, the version I had, Ride and Project, actually had an auto-fire feature. So You fired. Uh, get out. Banned. <laughs> Banned. <laughs> well, to saying that, you know what, Sean? It, it's not that bad a thing, because I know for a fact that in Japanese arcades, they do actually have little um, printed circuit boards you put in inside the control panels, which have got an auto-fire circuit for games that didn't have an auto-fire. Right. And all the cave games since then... When you hold your finger on the button, it will auto-fire. But usually with the cave games, they're a bit more complicated than that, and they will actually do different things. Like you'll, you'll slow down a bit when you've got your finger on the button, so you let go to move faster and things like that. But yeah, an auto-fire, I think, would make the game better for me, to be honest with you, because it was breaking my fingers when I was playing the damn game. Yeah, it's like that, that toothpaste laser. You've got to press a button really fast, don't you, to, to build up the momentum, yeah. and then it goes into the like the, the twisty-turny thing. So um, yeah. I, I did try playing it, um, you know, just pressing the fire button. But if you're if you're offered auto fire, you know, take it, mate. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Cheap. <laughs> well, the funky purple laser, um, I thought was pretty cool. Yeah. And you also get um, different bombs as well. Uh, and I think this one, compared to Raiden One, which is also a fantastic game, um, you get different uh, missiles and bombs as well. You get yellow M missiles and green H missiles, which are fired automatically when you fire. So when you're firing as well, you get little um, sort of lock-on bullets as well, and they go and just hit things. But they're they're not massively um, explosive, so they will just help help you hit the other things. And then when you press your second button, when you collect these different um, bombs, you um, you get burns. Special delivery, a burn. Were you expecting one? A bad. <laughs> yeah. uh, they get the first red B bomb, which is a heavy concentrated bomb, which takes a short time to explode, and it like it blows a lot of the stuff up, especially if you you lob it onto a, a big bad guy at the end of a, a boss or whatever. And you got the yellow cluster bomb, which shows out a massive diameter of explosions, and they explode as well. But this takes a few, almost a split second for them to go off. So you've got to sort of lob it. Where you think it's going to land, and then that'll do its explosions afterwards, which is quite good. They're quite quite explosive, and you can really really rack your weapons up in this game. But because it's such a hard game, it is a flipping hard game. I mean, it, it's rock. Yeah. Um, you tend to lose when you when you um, when you do build up your weapons. You get them all the way up there, 
And then when you get killed, it, it sort of throws a few of your weapons down. And if you can pick up a fairy, which is a, a sort of hidden feature, did you find a fairy? Yeah, um, by accident, yeah. Um, they hide in bushes, don't they? Yeah, the, the toothpaste thing locks onto a bush and you think, oh, there's something in there, don't you? So you just yep. keep shooting it. And the little blue guy, the little mascot blue guy, um, he's worth 10,000 points as well, isn't he? Yeah, you, yeah. you can pick up medals along the way as well for points, which just give you points, really, and you get a bonus at the end for more medals you pick up. And if you don't use your bombs, you get a bonus at the end of the level for those as well when you've killed the, the bad guy. Um, most of the... the the, the guys against you, the bad guys, are usually those bloody tanks, mm. horrible things. There's aeroplanes, the sort of um, choppers that come at you, and you get bigger ones, and you get stuff on the ground. But mainly, those flipping tanks. I mean, you, you hit the tank once with your normal unpowered-up weapon. It doesn't do anything to it, because you think about it, a tank's armour, it's not going to blow up. And then if you hit it a few times, the turret of the tank will blow up, and then it can't hit you. And these things are accurate as well. I mean, they fire right at you. They don't mess about, do they? And they usually, they come out of nowhere. They come out from under trees and behind buildings. And if you shoot one from behind a building, you say, oh, I've got rid of that one now. And then sometimes another one will come behind it. If you leave a few seconds, then come behind it and trick you into thinking you've, you've cleared that area. But then they'll get you with another one that comes out. And they are really accurate, these things. And they don't go away either. I mean, sometimes... If you get like a one of the sort of mid bosses on the first level, it'll come by. It almost looks like a stealth bomber, and if you don't hit it enough times to get rid of it while it's firing loads of stuff at you, it'll go off the end of the screen. But then it'll come back up from the back. Yes, I found you, that. You, you yeah. can't just scroll these things off the screen. They'll come back for you. I mean, it's it's a really difficult game. And to be honest with you, I love this game, and I've only sort of ever sort of had a quick blast of it now and again. But when I sort of put my a bit more my heart into it to play it to try and beat you, which I don't think I have done. <laughs> um, it sort of disheartened me a bit because it is very, very difficult. I even sent you a Facebook message saying, put it on easy setting. It's just too hard on medium setting. And easy setting's just as hard. It doesn't really change very much. You notice that? No, actually, I've, I've found, I've, I think there must be, um, on the ride and project, there's four difficulty levels. I think it starts, starts at... Um, captain i think and goes up to general yes. general and mm -hmm. it's it's set on colonel which is the third level so i put it down to captain and i just sailed through it i got to one really? level seven out of eight so that that must be easier than than your one it must be something different but oh yeah 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 it's definitely that it's definitely that yeah 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 mine's a really hard version i'm, I'm sticking to that story thank you you know yep, you're, you're rehired about... by the way thank you very much you got to level seven really out of eight on the very easy level, yeah, but nowhere oh near. Oh, my Lord. I went on the easy level. And I, on this game, for me, if I can do the first level without losing a life, that's really, really good. And half the time, I don't do it. Mm, me too. Because at the end of the level, you get a sort of mid-bosses, which are big, like the stealth bombers. You, you don't just get one. You get like four of them come after the other. And that's the thing with this game. It's relentless. You think, oh, I've just killed that. That's over with. No, another one will come. And then possibly another one after that. And the big boss then is like a big massive tank that just moves up and down a little bit as you're sort of slowly scrolling towards it. And sort of halfway you're killing this thing, you're just shooting loads of stuff, and it's quite easy to keep out of its, its way. It's not too difficult. Another one comes from behind it on the right-hand side. So you've got a two, two of them at once. And as well as the big boss firing loads of stuff at you, every now and again you get a little tank will just appear. Hello, oh, tank, I'm going to kill you. Yeah, thanks, tank. Or another helicopter will come at you. It's just, it's just relentless. It just doesn't give you any chance at all, this game. 
Yeah. I don't know what it'd be like playing a two-player because you can play two players simultaneously on this game as well. All right, it might give you a bit that'd more be pretty of a chance. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I think it'd be good in the arcade playing alongside someone because you, you don't you don't hurt each other when you shoot each other. I think you just got to sort of help each other out. But I think you get more weapons and projectiles again because you're playing two together. Right. Yeah, that'd be uh, that'd be good. Yeah, I've, I found it um, a bit. I wasn't. I didn't have any incentive to carry on. If you see what I mean, I, I, it was okay. Um, I found the first bullets a bit wimpy. You know, I didn't like the feel of the first bullets, and mm-hmm. you had to power them up two or three times, providing you stay alive long enough. And then sometimes you can pick up the wrong power up. Um, that happened quite a lot because you're trying to dodge everything, and you, you say you're going for the the red bullets. Um, yeah. And you pick up a blue and you power right down to the original blue, you know, the first blue uh, bullets. Yeah, um, yeah, because it, go, it goes red, then blue, then purple. Yeah. And if you're not sort of concentrating and you hit the wrong one, as you said, it, it knocks you right down again. You, oh, for God's sake, you've got to build them all up. And it, it gets very, very difficult doing that. Yeah, it's there was something about it. I, I do love my shooters and it, it was all right, but um, I wouldn't say I'd go back to it. It's... Um, even on easy level, it's just something about it that didn't grab me. And it's nice graphics, really good music. Um, yeah, I like the graphics. The graphics are very 90s, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. That sort of era, I quite like those. And, and the sounds, people do say they're quite simplistic, but I like the sound effects. The explosions are really good, especially on an arcade cabinet. And the music, I, I find myself humming it in the daytime. It's yeah. one of those tunes that gets in your head. Yeah. I really do like it. Um, what I do... Um, I think you need to play the PCB of it, the arcade version, because I'm not sure now. Now you said it's so easy, but I know you're better at shmups than me. So maybe it is easier for you, but not for me. What I'll do is the next time I'm up near you, I'll bring my PCB with me. and We'll pop it in one of James's cabs, perhaps. Yeah. We'll have a go. Um, But yeah, it's, I found it really, really difficult. And it sort of put me off a little bit. Now I might have to go back to riding one, which is playable in main. That's really good in main. Have a go with that as well, mate. You like that. You know when you were talking about um, just then bringing a PCB up, mm-hmm. um, you sent me a Facebook message um, a while ago, and it was something like, uh, we were talking about riding, you said, um, I'm going to throw it in a pony and give it a good scene to. <laughs> so, yeah, let me explain that. <laughs> so I read this to my wife. <laughs> he's gonna what he's gonna throw it in a pony and give it a good scene to she says well that's that's illegal isn't it <laughs> <laughs> well basically i have i have some japanese arcade machines yeah, called no. jalico ponies yeah i had to explain I, yeah i i in i installed it in my jalico pony and gave it a damn good playing through yeah she's that's gonna call the police it. but i stopped it yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah so any any tips for you on the game do you reckon uh easy just keep moving even yep. um, the, the screen scrolls, isn't it, a bit left to right? And I think that's where a you little get... little bit, yeah. Yeah, you get caught up, up the tanks and the copters. Um, like the, the very fast, 100% accurate bullets. So you've got to keep moving. Um, yeah, and just get your power-ups as quick as you can and concentrate on one power-up. Um, you know, yeah. you've got to... Um, the toothpaste one, I think, is the easiest to use. Um, it's the most effective, isn't it? Because really, you just don't have to aim, do you? It will get no. everything on the screen, and all you've got to do is concentrate on staying alive, kind of. Yeah, thing. The, the toothpaste laser, the purple one, it locks onto something. Like, say, you want there's a big bad guy on the screen, you've got to hit a few times to get rid of. It'll lock onto that, and as you you pull away from it, the the laser sort of curls around, and you can hit other things with the side of the laser. 
yeah. as you're going around. So you can knock out wimpy little tanks and, and copters with the, the side of the lasers as well. But the thing with the laser, the purple laser, is it, it takes a lot of the screen up and you tend to miss bullets coming towards you because the screen does get very, very busy sometimes. Yes. One, one of the things I thought as well is, um, is don't go over the top of the tanks. If you fly over a tank when it's still got its, its turret, it will hit you from underneath or from behind. Yeah. And they're pretty accurate as well. Yeah, those, I had a real problem with the tanks. And they annoy me more than bats in games. And I really hate mm -hmm. bats in games. Horrible things. <laughs> Any improvements you think they could have made to the game? Obviously make it easier. Yep, um, that's my first note here, actually. Yeah. Yep. Reduce the speed of the, some of the bullets, I would say. that They're just they're just evilly accurate, aren't they? Yes, they're horrible things, horrible things. And start off with a more powerful um, weapon. I, I think I, I read somewhere that it's, it takes eight power-ups. I'm not sure that's right to get to the maximum power-up on each weapon. It's probably, yeah. probably five, I would say, maybe. Something like that. I think there is quite a few, you know. Um, yeah. There is one extra power-up I'm not sure if you'd seen. I've only seen it once or twice. Is There is a special power-up that gives you everything all at once. It'll power you to the max of whatever colour you are at the time. A P, a letter P, isn't it? That's right, it's a P, yeah. Yeah, I've seen And it that's, that's quite a lucky one to get. I've only ever had it a few times. And you think, yeah. ooh, look at this! And then you get killed and lose it all. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, um, I'll tell you, yeah, the good points um, you've already covered. Yeah, the, the bosses are good. I like the, the design of the bosses. Um, mm. Mind you, you don't get to see many of them, do you? But like, the uh, the tank with I four didn't. legs. <laughs> that's yeah. good. Yeah. And there's a seven-headed um, hydra right near the end. Oh, right. Nice. I did actually watch a video of someone completing the arcade version. They just whizzed through it. God knows how. They seemed to know where everything was. It must be just an idea of, uh, you know, sort of knowing where everything is and when it comes out. Because they, they were just, just eating the game. I mean, easy. It was ridiculous. I was only joking about the Hydra, by the way. I was just testing how far you got. Oh, you swine, sir. Swine, sir. <laughs> yeah, but I did. I did see the end of the game. It, does, it goes into space at the end, and and you know can loop it round all this sort of stuff. And I think one guy got about three million or something ridiculous on it. Was terrible. Yeah, I watched something on YouTube. Yes, like you say, some guy was unreal. Will probably watch the same one as me. Mm, I think it was. It showed the different each level. You went from one to eight. I think it did all the levels. Yeah. Hmm. Um, there is actually uh, there's there's a, some later games in in this in this series as well. There's Raiden three and four. Have you ever played those? No, but I've played the uh, Raiden Fighters. Ah, uh, which right. I, which I do like. I do like. I don't know if you do. Oh, you're a mental case. Well, there's the Raiden series. Raiden one, two, three, and four. Right, three and four. Um, just upgrade. The same kind of game. Upgraded graphics. Upgraded sounds, and they're really nice. And I think three. It's actually an easier game to play. I was playing yeah. three. I got the PC version of three, and it's pretty good. I was playing it the other day. Um, and four is quite a nice game to play as well. I got that on the, on the Xbox 360. I think you can just a Japanese-only release. Yeah. But it works on a UK one. And um, the, when you go on to Raiden Fighters, which is another series again, that just goes absolutely crazy. That is a mental game. I remember, I remember when Alex bought um, a Jammer Cab once. I think he, it came with Raiden Fighters Jet. Which is one of the later ones, mm. and we we tried to play it, and it's just berserk. I mean, there's all this real, really good sort of rave music going on, and it really suits the game really well. And it just it is a bullet hell. It's just it's it crazy. Is. It's not like a boss rush nearly all mm. the time. It is. I, I like just it. couldn't I like get it. into it. Yeah, I like it. 
Oh, you're crazy, man. <laughs> There's quite a few of those, isn't there? There's three, three maybe? Yeah, Raiden Fighters, Jet and Jet 2, is it? Something like that? Yeah. And there's that one you said about earlier, the Viper Viper Phase 1. Yeah, I've been getting into that. Um, the draw for me originally was the graphics, really. It's three years, I think it's three years after Raiden 2. Um, okay. But yeah, very good, well-animated explosions and stuff. And uh, it just, yeah, um, decent bullets to start with. Um, yeah, I really liked it. I'm, I'm trying to get through that, but it is like the others. It's, it does get difficult. But you yeah. can see the similarities, like um, the bullets are similar similar, and the, the end of each level is similar. You know, the ship doesn't actually stop. It doesn't say end of level one, does it, on ride? It just sort of, you get a little panel on the left of the screen, which gives you your stats, and then you carry on. And yeah, it, you that's know, there, right. There's bits like that in it. It is, I, I really like it. Yeah, you can see where, where they got the idea from, from Raiden Fighters. There's a lot of routes in Raiden as well. But yeah. they, they've added things like you can, you can choose your, your aircraft at the start and things like that. Yeah. So let's get on to Cabinet R. Um, there really wasn't any because it, um, it wasn't a dedicated cabinet. It was uh, just a kit, I think. Yeah. But, I mean, the, the, the graphics of the game uh, and the marquee is quite smart. I've, seen them, I've got a marquee for, for my board. And it is quite nice, um, but there was nothing special, unfortunately. We, we just can't really talk about that. But I've also seen lots and lots of different cabinets that have been converted into Raiden 2. Because um, I've been on to America quite a few times on holiday and stuff. We always go in the arcades there. And I've seen it in all sorts of cabinets. And it's quite a popular game over there. You, you see Raiden 2 in nearly every arcade. It's almost like Mrs. Pac-Man. You see it everywhere. Wow. So it must be a popular game there as well. Yeah. But I never want to see it in a Dig Dug cab. That's not a nice thing to see. <laughs> but it, what I think it goes, it does well on, as I said earlier, banged in a pony. Yeah. <laughs> no, let me just... Oh, oh shouldn't say that. Uh, yeah, in a, in a Japanese candy cab, it looks really nice. You know, in, a, in a, an Astro City or a, a, an Egret 2 or, as I say, a Jalico pony, I think it's really, really nice. Yeah, perhaps with a bigger screen, you've got more chance to dodge the bullets, maybe. Yeah, yeah. These screens that I use are like, you know, 29-inch screens on these cabinets. Mm-hmm. Bad points, like, it's so hard. It's, yeah, it's Chuck Norris hard, isn't it? Concrete concrete nails. You know, I've, I've written that as well, Chuck Norris hard, I've written that. <laughs> yeah, it really is, Writing it's ridiculous. Notes down, yeah. I would say, another thing... Um, when some of the bad guys explode, the the debris from their explosion is yellow, which is the same as the bullets. Do you know what I mean? The amount of times I've mm. sort of tried to dodge that and then hit by something else. It's, yeah, it's a very busy game, isn't it? You've yeah. got to keep an eye on what's going on there. And because those, those things pop out from all over the place, especially in flaming tanks, uh, they, they sort of pop out the side. You can sometimes scroll them off the side of the screen. You can only move about a quarter of the screen either way, to the left and right, and you can scroll them off. But the, the damn things get me every time. Yeah. Oh, the horrible things. Uh, another thing, when um, I often use the bomb, you know, like the, the smart bomb as a, as a get out of jail thing. You know, you're in a corner, you press a button, everything's bombed and you're alive. Mm-hmm. But this, you can still get killed when you use the bomb, either bomb. You know, yeah. like the scatter yeah, bomb. Or the, you can still get hit. It, it's sort of, it's good for killing the bosses, but you can't guarantee that you're going to survive when you use it. Which is what yeah. I do. Which is what isn't I really do. a smart bomb, is it? Not it's really, just a no. big bomb, which big you bomb. sort of got. To, I normally use the bombs on the bosses at the end, just to get rid of them quick. Yeah, I do. Um, but even then, you, you sort of lose your bonuses because you don't get a bonus for keeping hold of your bombs. 
And also, there's no extra lives awarded. I've found one in a pickup, some random pickup 1p floating around. But you don't, I, I don't think, well, on my version, you didn't get any extra lives at all. I got a feeling it's 100,000. No. I'm sure I got extra lives before. I can't remember. Well, anyway, let's get on to the scores. Um, I'm sure you're going to beat me. You want to do your score first? Right, yeah, well... I was averaging about 120,000-ish. Um, Don't you give me your averaging. With, give me your top score. With the um, autofire, as I say, you know, that's a bit of an Cheap. advantage. But I had just, I had one amazing game. I just, I was on fire. Uh, I got 381,750. Oh, you suck. <laughs> that, was, that, was you just, that was just one game. I'd, I'd never got near it again. Yeah. My top when I was playing it, and I think I've had a little bit more than this before. I try and defend myself a little bit. Two hundred and three thousand six hundred and twenty. That's that is good though. That's good. Yeah, it's such a hard game. So um, that's that one out of the way. Oh, I forgot to say uh, something. Can I say something? Yes, mate. in your face, Victor Marland. Oh, I'm gonna edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> can I say no. it again? That if was, you want, go on. Uh, you're not going to get it next time, I'll so try, go on. I'm going to try a better one. In your face, Victor Marland. That'll no, that, do. That's not too bad. So go on, then. Seeing as you've won, you can choose next week's game. I'm going to choose Rygar. Uh, okay, Rygar. A, yeah, it's a scrolling uh, beat-em-up kind of thing from 86. I've always liked the graphics and the sound. Um, mm-hmm. I, I only really started playing it this last weekend just sort of give it a quick go you know it's, it's one like you flick through on main thinking oh, it looks it looks nice but it's too hard but i've, I've worked out a strategy um it, okay. this is not cheating by the way it's just something i've i've done um, this is uh, as far as i remember i think i've played it once or twice i've not really got into it it's a bit like castlevania uh yeah kind of you've got the guy that flicks out the um it's not a whip in this case it's kind of like a uh, Big ass yo-yo. Yeah, that's it. That's I think okay. that's what it's called. Yeah, um, like I said, I've always loved the graphics and the sound, so I'm going to give it a go. Excellent. Okay then, mate. Right, we shall convene in two weeks' time, and we shall be playing Rygar in the meantime. So thanks for joining me, Sean, and I'll see you later on, mate. Yeah, pleasure. Thank you, and goodbye. Goodbye. Here is a live-recorded walkthrough of Play Manchester. Well, welcome to the Tempest Arcade Podcast. I'm Alex Crowley, and in the house with... I'm Sean Holly. Sean Holly, how you doing, mate? I'm all right, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. It's day two. Yeah, yeah, it was a good day yesterday. Hey, been helping out with the staff? Yeah, yeah, lifting and shifting. Yeah? Yeah. 142 cabs, I believe. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome, isn't it? It's really good. Yeah. So what we're going to do today, before the punters get in here, just have a quick walk round, just give the listeners an idea of what's what they're missing out on. Um, as I said, 142 cabs here, and some couple, a couple of rarities I've never seen before. There's a speed buggy over there. I used to play that back in the day. Um, it's a US version it's of a, Buggy Boy. Oh, exactly, a Buggy Boy, yeah. I, I did play it yesterday. It does play a little bit slower than I remember. I don't know if that's on a different setting or what, but I don't know. It's 20-odd years ago since I last played it. I had that on the Commodore 64. Yeah, it was on um, a Speccy as well. Yeah, yeah, with lots of colour clash. Yeah, not bad. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, we're going to start with here then. Berserk. This is my old cab. Is it? Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, I did all the side art, mate. Look at that. Oh, very nice. Huh? It's got a new control panel. Yeah. 
Yeah, new control panel. Vic did, it. Vic did a little bit of work, but not much. Right, Amadar. Yeah. It's a stern cab, same as Berserk. Similar shape, isn't it? And it's got this kind of drawer at the side here where you pull the PCBs out from the front, which is quite unusual. There's not many cabs that do that. As you can hear, listeners, that's Spy Hunter. That's a lovely rare cab. Great game to play, but rock hard. Do you find it hard? Yeah, it's not one of my favourites. No. Um, Okay, yeah. Not one of your favourites? No. no. Because it was easy. <laughs> Space Invaders. Uh, part two. I was my first ever cab. Yeah, yeah. We've got turtles in time here. I know uh, the Four Quarters Bar want one of these up there. Not a big fan of it myself. I bet it does. Yeah, it's a good party game. We've got our, um, this is a bomber jack in a, I'm not quite sure what cab that's in. Yeah, uh, Mr. Do, Burger Time. We've got a Road Blasters. Yeah. It's a Neo Geo, yeah, with probably a uh, free slot in there or five slot in there, I don't know. I always wanted one of these actually, I quite like the control panel. Yeah, but. Someone said to me, because of the height, you tend to sort of look down all the time. I don't know, it's, it's something to do with the height of the cab. You get kind of backache playing it. I don't know. I like them. I think they're cool. Wonder Boy. We've got a Nintendo here. Killer Instinct. Um, <laughs> that would not fit in my van. That is huge. I don't think it would fit through my door even. It's quite a wide cab, isn't it? Not a fan of the game. I think it's dated really badly, don't you? It's, um, is it the digitised fighters? Yes. Yeah. Which you used to get this on the on the snares. I think they sold it as part of a package with uh, the snares. Um, but yeah, I wasn't a big fan of it. Not a great fighter. And the cab's not all that either, is it really? I like side art. You like side art, do you? Yeah. I know it's Nintendo, but I'm not fussed about that. Silent scope shooting game. We've got uh, Operation Thunderbolts, great game there. Love the artwork on that game, don't you? Yeah, I was on that yesterday, really good. Yeah, I was it? I only remember playing Operation Wolf, I don't remember playing this one, but yeah, it's, it's a good sequel. Yeah. Um, Special Criminal Investigation, that's a great game. Favourite uh, uh, with a lot of uh, members on VAC, I think, isn't it? Yeah, is that Chase HQ2? Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. Another Spy Hunter. Crossbow, this has got to be a really early game. Yeah, it's got the mirror back uh, inside, the mirror reflection, so you're looking at the image through a mirror, um, and you've got like a crossbow. I'm guessing that, it's 1983 Exidy. So. Exidy, yeah, so you've got a guy that sh walks across the screen, and you've got to defend him by shooting anything that's trying to attack him. Yeah. Spiders, whatever, snakes, people, yeah. ghosts, zombies. It's quite a good little game. I just think the calibration's a little bit out on that. But maybe just because it's old, I don't know. Thunderblade, that's a good game, quite like that. It's like a top-down helicopter shooting game. Yeah, it's a bit different that one. Chase HQ. Yeah, Daytona. Yeah. Yeah. You like that? Yeah, I do like Yeah. Is that a laser disc game? I don't think so. It looks like a laser disc game. No, I just think it's good. It's got like, yeah. 
It's good graphics, okay. Now it looks like you've got sprites on an overlay of, of, of film, do you know what I mean? But yeah, you're probably right, it's just good graphics for its time, I don't know what year that is. It's a Sega. Um, Radmobile, I haven't played that. Oh really? Oh yeah, oh, yeah I see him, yeah. Power Drift. That runs on the same hardware as Space Harrier, is that right? I think so. It does. Yeah. Midnight Resistance, this is Ollie's uh, Muddy Music's old cab, I believe. Um, yeah, the spinner. Yeah. We've got a Puckman, we've got a Mr. Do, we've got a lovely little Rally X and a little cabaret type cab there. That Mr. Do's tiny. What the hell is that? <laughs> uh, we've got Hunchback, a super match game, as me and Ben like to call it. This is a cracking little game. Had this on a spec as well, did you? Commodore 64. Commodore 64, get out of here. <laughs> yeah, I think it's one of the first games I got for that. Yeah. Ocean Software, I remember it well. And then we've got the candies here. Yeah, Pro Gear, uh, good cave shooter. Yeah. Truxton 2. Yeah. Um, Dodon Patchy 3. Yeah. Super Street Fighter, Third Strike. Third Strike, which many people say Third Strike's the best Street Fighter, is that right? Yeah, or Alpha 3, I think a lot of people say it's good as well. Alpha 3, yeah. We've got um, Gauntlet Legends. Yeah, we get into that a little go of that Did you? You've been playing some games, dude. You're supposed to be fixing them, not playing them. <laughs> Hard driving. This was a cool game when it came out, and it was like... Um, Totally before its time, graphically, it was really good for its time, you know? Yeah, the 3D polygons Yeah. completely different when it came out. Yeah, it was really cool. I quite like that. It's an old cab, isn't it? Very tall cab. Yeah, very heavy as well. And a horrible seat. Look at that seat. Yeah. It's not really a driver's seat, is it? Not really. <laughs> um, SCI. Yeah. Uh, Shinobi in a bass uh, jammer cab. Paperboy had a go at this yesterday, brilliant game. Really Love this game. Oh. I've still got this tune in my head after all the, Exactly, it's like, I was just going to say, the tune is like Space Invaders. Yeah. It reminds me of the arcades, Paperboy. Yeah. That and Gauntlet and Space Invaders, yeah. These were really popular. I'm, I'm actually quite surprised that Paperboy is not as many about these days. Because yeah. it seemed like when I was a kid they were everywhere. But they're quite a rare cab now, yeah. aren't they? <laughs> double, double Dragon. Uh, I like the artwork on that, but I, do, oh, I don't know. I struggle to play that game. Super Hang On. My boy's playing that. Josh, what do you think of Super Hang On? It's alright. It's, right. <laughs> it's not an Xbox, so he's not that bothered. <laughs> Outrun. We, Afterburner. Another Space Invaders Part 2. We got my old Super Punch Out, which I had for about a day. I had this last year at replay. I brought it especially for my Nintendo lineup. Yep. So this was in my hands for a weekend once. Ah. Yeah. Um, I love Punch Out. Um, again, it's got that music and the sounds from it that are uh, very iconic for its time. I think I love that yeah. game. It's Nintendo, of course. I've never really played it a lot, It's a good game. And then we've got the fabulous and fantastic Nintendo lineup. Yes, I've heard of that. Uh, look at that. What a beautiful sight. Two Donkey Kongs. Two Donkey Kongs. Both got Donkey Kongs in them. 
we've got my old Popeye and we've got the lovely Mario Brothers wide body. Yeah. You played that? No. Great two-player game. Fantastic. Right, that's just one half of the arcade section here. We've got 142 games. We're going to do the other side now, starting with uh, The Invaders, Zachariah Cab. Yeah. Blastroids, I haven't played that. That looks like an Asteroids thing, is it? Or is that just the name? It's a kind of sequel. A sequel. I haven't played, I've got to play that. It's got a spinners on it. Yeah, the first one's so good. Um, I quite like it. I know a few people don't. Yeah. Fix It Felix, are you a fan of that? Not the game, no. I no. Like I think the game's rubbish. Yeah, the film's good. The film, first half of the film is good. Oh. Second half is rubbish. Yeah, and then that's it. Leave it there. Yeah, but no, yeah, I think I've spoke about this cat before. I don't know. It just doesn't do it for me at all. The artwork, yeah, it's similar to Nintendo, but it's not Nintendo and it's a rubbish game, so we'll move on. Yeah. Sorry, Vic. <laughs> <laughs> Point Blank 2, that gets a lot of play. It's very popular in the uh, Four Quarters Arcade Bar up in Streatham. Again, it's a great party game. I think it's good. I'm going to have to get to that bar. I've heard a lot of good things. Yeah. Sega Rally. Um, that's an upright one. I like Sega Rally, but I do like actually now prefer to sit down and play that. Yeah. Super Smash TV, classic game. We've got NBA Jam. Used to have that on the Super Nintendo. That's a cracking game. I'd, if I had a big enough arcade basement, I'd have an NBA Jam. Love that game. It's a great, su it's a great super um, four-player game. We've got Mortal Kombat 2. I like Mortal Kombat 2. Lethal Enforcers. Never really got into that. That was on the PS1, I believe, wasn't it? Lethal Enforcer used to come with a gun. Um, I believe so, yeah. 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 It's got that digitalised kind of uh, backdrop in it, hasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely Yeah. There's no, no sprites in that. Daytona. Daytona, another Chase HQ, Championship Sprint, Rich. We've got a lovely Championship Sprint here. You're missing out, Two buddy. Two-player. It's in good nick. APB. Uh, APB. I like that game. I've played it a bit. Yeah, Josh, have a go on APB. That's a great little game. Track and field. Iconic game. Oh, have you seen anyone playing this today? Oh, it's yesterday. Any good scores? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. We got Crazy Kong. I like. I've grown to like Crazy Kong. Never used to like it, but I've grown to like it. Yeah, apparently there's some differences, but I wouldn't have that. Yeah, no. You say you're not an expert, but you're bloody good at games, Sean. Better practice. than I am, me and Vic. It's practice, mate, isn't it? Which is probably one of the reasons why you're taking over from me. <laughs> if you practice, having the time. Exactly. Tony, how you doing, mate? How's the, how's the uh, show going? Fantastic, mate. Yeah, going to sing us a song? Nah, not today, mate, because you're too cockney, you're Bit of an old knees up. He's at Mother Brown. How's it all going though? It's fantastic. No, no cabs that have dropped? One or two. But One or two. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we're on it. It's been a good show. Fantastic. Which is the most over. popular ones here, do you think? Uh, Afterburner. Afterburner. It's Funny that, isn't it? Yeah. No Donkey Kong. Nah, Donkey Kong. Nobody's into Nintendo. <laughs> day, mate. Yeah, only the Cockneys, <laughs> eh? Cockney Rebel then. <laughs> all right, mate. We're moving on to other cabs. Cheers, Tony. Kung Fu Master. Yeah, I love Kung Fu Master. I'm a lot better on the NES version, though. Yeah, 
Have you had a go? Do you like it? Yeah. Yeah. Salamander. That's a classic, classic game. Um, on many systems converted to. We've got a row of, um, what do you call them? Goliaths. Goliaths here. Must be about 20 here. Carnival. One of those turned up on eBay, a cocktail version uh, last year. Really wanted that. I like that game. I love the music to it. Yeah. Reminds me of the fairgrounds and the arcades a bit, you know. A simple game. It reminds me of the Atari VCS days. Yeah. Simple game for a simple person, you know. Yes, you know what I mean? <laughs> What's this? Ah, it's a Play Choice 10. Uh, no. They don't do it for me. No, if I had the space, yeah, I'd get one, but they don't do it for me at the moment. Black Tiger. Uh, yeah, what's that one in there? Is that Bomber Jack? Dino Blaster Bomber Man. Don't know what that one is. Terra Cresta. Someone got 200,000 on that yesterday. Really? What's that? Rygar. Yeah, I think I had that on the Mega Drive. Strider. Strider's a great game. Um, Gallagher 88. Ghouls and, yeah, Ghouls and Ghosts. Got the iconic Pac-Man. Vic's favourite game at the moment, Space Out. What, you got? Did you? What's his score then? Oh, he's laid the gauntlet down, Vic. Told you to come. <laughs> Galaxian, another Operation Wolf, uh, Silver Strike Bowling, Missile Storm, Virtual Striker. Um, it's got another shooting game here. Don't know what that is. Another Point Blank Commando, Astro Blaster, Road Blasters. We've done this lot here, haven't we? No. <laughs> okay. Two. We've got like a, a Namco 20-year reunion cab, Gallagher and Miss Pac-Man, the class of 81. We've got a quartet. Is it? I haven't played that. It's quite a nice cab, though, isn't it? Not the artwork on that. I've never seen that before. Cuba. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I played it at Bruno's when I went over to pick up that sheriff. I love it. I love it. You're good at that, aren't you? Yeah, but you're better on main though, aren't you? <laughs> I've, got, I've, got, I've got the diagonals now, I can do it. Oh, you can do it? Okay. One of my favourite games, Juno First. Yeah, that's definitely what I'm going to put time into. Yeah, I bet I can flash you on that. I bet you could. I bet I could. Lovely pole position, looks a bit green there, the screen. Oh, Asteroids Deluxe. Now, what I like about Asteroids Deluxe is you've got that mirror and fluorescent backdrop again, and it looks like the the vectors are floating in mid-air. Yes. Can you see that? Yeah. And I like Asteroids, and if I was to get another one, I'd get the deluxe version, which is this version. What I don't like about it is um, diamond prettings. Yes, the split up. Yeah. I like that, though. It adds another dimension yeah, to it. Absolutely. You've got to turn around and, and shoot them as you're going backwards. Yeah, I just bounce off them. Yeah. And shield and then shoot. Dig Dug. Yeah, uh, Gorf. Two Gorfs. Speed Buggy. How's it going there, Roger? Morning, what do you think of Speed Buggy? It's, it's good, isn't it? It's good, isn't it? Plays a lot slower than I remember, though. 
You've got to pick up the flags. I don't think... Do they, do they make you go faster? I haven't noticed it. Yeah, yeah, you're not supposed to do that no, near, no, the, near the river. It's a good game, though. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. I like it. I'll let you play, mate. You just got here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. Um, then we've got Sinistar. I like the way that's lit up. Yeah, is that a light on there or is that above? Oh, yeah, they've got a light up here underneath the speaker. It's like a neon uh, light shining down on the control panel. Really like that. Nice. Robotron, another favourite game of mine. Tron, classic, iconic game. Joust, although I've grown to like um, balloon fights a lot better, I think. And then we've got Ben, 76. How you doing, my old fella? Good morning, mate. What do you think of it here today? It's pretty awesome, isn't it, really? It is awesome. What's yeah. your favourite game here, mate? Spyler. Spyler, you'll say that. We have a, we're going to have a go of Unchback a bit later, are we? Yep, bit super match su game. <laughs> <laughs> super match game. <laughs> Bug as well. Yeah, buggy boy. Have you had a go on that? Got to win a bit, mate. It's good, mate. Really cool. Right, catch you later, buddy. We've got John Studley here having a go at the perfect Pac-Man again. I won't interrupt him. He looks pretty busy, doesn't he? No, he had, he had a go yesterday, but the lighting wasn't correct. It was too much uh, glare on the screen. I've noticed if you look above, they've taken out a few of the lights. Yeah, it's a better atmosphere in here today. Just Definitely. A yeah, so hopefully he's going to go for it today. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, so good luck, John, with that. We've got a, a Battle Zone Cabaret, Tempest Cabaret, Black Widow. Oh, it's a super game, isn't it? I played that at uh, Greg Mott's house a few years ago now and I absolutely fell in love with that. I love the, the cab is beautiful as well, the artwork on the side. Yeah. Um, some deep gameplay in there. Oh, totally, mate. Yeah, yeah, it's very similar to Robotron. Yes. I really like that game. Can you? Yeah. We've got a Return of the Jedi, we've got a Time Pilot, we've got a Millipede, Galaxian, Star Wars, Vector Game, Frogger, Centipede. Crystal Castles, that is another game I've got to play this morning because it's on a dedicated. Got Gauntlet 2. Yeah. And we're back here at the beginning again, aren't we? So I'm glad we've done that now because all the punters are starting to come in, aren't they? So. There's just one game you've forgotten that was tucked away in the All right, well, you show me where that is then, Sean. It's the best game ever, to be honest. Is it? Yeah. How could I miss that out? Next to Space Harrier, yeah. 1942. Oh, 1942, of course. That's a tiny little cabaret. Yeah. Look at that. I got a new PB on it yesterday, 720,000. Oh, and that's what you got? Yeah, and I think the score stood, but it's only because John Studley didn't play it. Right, well, I'm not bad at it. I can get about 300,000 on that game. It's yeah, it's yeah, it's a good game. So this, this event is absolutely massive. This is just one part here. I'm not going to do a walk around the whole thing because it's just too big and it'll just ruin my, kill my battery, but it's a great event. We've got pinballs all on the other side. I've had a go of the, um, the new um, Walking Dead pin. Have you tried that? Can't get near it. No, it's, it's, it's really good. Yeah, and again, ACDC for me is still probably one of my favourite pins at the moment. I just love that game. You've got loads of consoles. Every single console set up over there from the old computers right up to the modern day stuff which my son's interested in right all the latest ps4 stuff yeah a lot of old 
PC stuff. Yeah, I, I, have you bought anything over the weekend? There's loads uh, of stuff to buy. Yeah, I'm going to buy the Commodore 64 book. I was talking to the guy who wrote it. Oh, OK, it's with like the images. Yeah, I see that. Yeah, very good. I'm going to get one later. Yeah, I bought a Virtual Boy this weekend and a few games, which I was quite pleased with. Um, but there's just so much to buy. A lot of it's quite expensive. So you can get some deals, but some of it's quite expensive. Um, and that's about it, really, guys. Um, just two others, the two big uh, deluxes. Oh, Outrun and Afterburner Yeah, yeah. Yesterday. Oh, and Hot Rod as well. Yeah, we Hot forgot Rod. to mention Hot Rod's centre stage uh, in here. And yeah. that's getting a lot of play. That's a great game. Yeah. The two deluxes, there were people actually queuing. Like really? Four, oh, my God. Well, that was in a competition, wasn't it? And I struggled to play that game, but I'm just <laughs> getting, getting old. Huh? <laughs> I don't know. Well, that's it then, guys. Um, that's the walk around with me and Sean. Um, and I'll see you soon. Cheers. Yeah, Bye. See ya. You can download or play the podcast, view all the show notes, and leave feedback at www.tenpencearcade.co.uk or email me at vertvic at tenpencearcade.co.uk. You can also reach us on our Facebook page. You can Twitterize us at 10 Arcade for me and at Nintendo Arcade for Alex. We'd love to hear from you regarding game suggestions, personal arcade experiences or anything arcade related you'd like to share.